Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Hello, everyone. Hey. We're on the episode of Strike Cast. Strike The show that cast. we have always done, uh, where we get hyped about stuff and things. I am your co-host, yeah. Tom Ryman. I'm the other one, David Bell. And I'm me. Yeah. yeah. Sarah Griffith, the guest this week. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure having yeah. you on. Thank you. Welcome Pleasure's back. Pleasure's all mine. Welcome to the new and improved Strike Cast. The beauty of Strike Cast is that legally speaking, uh, no one on this show is breaking any rules. Nope. <laughs> if, if they're in SAG or not, or need to be, or WGA, that's the beauty of StrikeCast, yep. our, yep. our wonderful It was our hope had. for the show, that it would be a safe haven. Uh, exactly. A legal like, shelter. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not Well, this Bill is all above board. It. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. What are you up to? What are you doing? How, uh, how you, how's life been? Oh, uh, you know, just um, trying my best. I was actually having like the best year ever up until the summer, but uh, you know, I'm finding my sea legs, my strike legs, getting yep. used to uh, a whole new world. Guys, I'm taking stand-up classes. Oh, oh fuck! How's it going? What do you think about that? I, I my first class is tonight. I'm really hoping they can help me out because I've just been sitting forever and I see people standing up and I think. I want to do that. So I'm finally going to yeah. learn. That's awesome. I mean, so, yeah, that's it is a good idea. It's sort of one of those things like improv class where it's like that isn't not a yeah. that, like that's a well. useful tool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, it's like, oh, I bet I'm going to meet some real creeps, too. Like it's it's that it's both. Oh, right? Absolutely. It's I any kind of like. Yeah, any level of acting class I've ever been in, half of the people in that class, I never want to see you again. Do not make direct eye contact with me. I have people's phone. Like, usually when women have numbers in their phone, like, save, like, asshole, do not text, annoying prick. That's, like, men they used to date. Those yeah. are men I used to do improv with and I've been in classes <laughs> with in L.A. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, my God, shut up, man. Film school's no different. It's it's anything. I I imagine just a bunch of contacts saved under this motherfucker. Yeah, (laughs) I have annoying guy and another annoying guy. I know those are two contacts in my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Um, Well, uh, man, best of luck to you. 
Thank you. Going out there, doing it. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, now is the time to find a fun class, something that you've never done before, something you've been curious about. This is the time. Like, go ahead, check that out. Why not? Learn I, a new skill. Worst case scenario, it sucks, and you wasted, like, I don't know, eight weeknights of your life, but eh. I, it's honestly the better way to do Like, I took, like, public speaking class in high school. What was beautiful about that is, like, Instead of going to like an open mic where it's just the wild fucking west, you're going to you're in a class where like you get up in front of everybody and everybody's in the same spot, right? Exactly. Like, oh, class is the best place to bomb and just be awful, god yeah. awful at whatever it is you're trying to learn. Class is the only place on earth where it's like this is your free place to suck. You yep. can just suck here. That's fine. <laughs> suck in exchange, without consequence. Just well, suck. You can suck without consequence. However, you will get, after you suck, a person will then stand up and explain in great detail <laughs> why, why you sucked. sucked. Like, they'll, okay, they'll so tell me how, yeah, in, what a, went in a wrong? compliment sandwich, yeah. Sarah, yeah. I love the way you said those things. I thought your tone of voice was very strong. I thought everything that you said sucked, but right. I like the jeans you're wearing. Like, that's yeah. class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you look great. Lots of confidence saying that garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah. So much oh, confidence. Yeah. <laughs> You said a lot of dumb mm. shit real strongly. Yeah. Um, I didn't think anything was necessarily funny, and actually I'm afraid of you now, but you definitely <laughs> said it out loud, and I understood every word you said. Yeah, I will refund this class. I never do that, <laughs> but I will. Just please uh. never come here again. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, anyway. Well, Let's. You, you guys ready to talk about some movies, some trailers from, from perhaps not modern times? Yeah. Let's go back. <laughs> from, we have to go back. Let's what turn is, back very, time to a very bleak time. Oh man, um, this was a dark time for movies like this. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about these. This yeah, brought me first, screaming yeah, back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this dragged gonna... me back in time. <laughs> it really did. I work. I tell you, I worked at a movie theater during this era. So yeah, same. Oh, uh, fucking like God. right before this, actually, I had quit. Come this point, like this summer. Yep. But this was this was from an era where I could see movies for free, and I still didn't see a lot of these because <laughs> I was like, no, exactly. it's not worth two hours. Uh, first, we got to thank some uh, patron producers. So let's dive right in. Sure. A uh, big thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burr, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Howe, Deck the Halls with Blood. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you to Bob Grenfell. Thank you so much. Thank you to Bootler Boodleson. Thank you. Let me jump in here. Thank you to Brian who Tom knows. Sure do. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Thank you. Thank you to Brito wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska because they loves y'all. I'm doing all that right now. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. And thank you to David Knife Boot Henson. Knife Boot. Thank you. Oh, man, man. Uh, um, I didn't update this. Uh, I usually check messages and update it. I forgot to, so if there was some, if you messaged me in the last week, I'll get around to it. My apologies. Uh, thank you all. Let's talk about the 2003 movie cabin fever the films of september mm. 2003 <laughs> yes we 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 were just shaking off 911 we we're getting to it <laughs> kicking it off our the, the dirt yeah. of it off our heels we're like all right we had one one bad year let's get back into I think it here we're in iraq now right 2003 oh yeah oh, we, I, yeah, yeah like i think we're like, year, yeah. yeah we are peak 
yeah. Homeland Security, <laughs> threat level orange. Do you remember Freedom when they would like every day on the news, they would have the threat level red, orange, or green, orange. and like yes. it would it would be like part of the forecast. Like it's a little bit cloudy out, and the threat level is at threat orange. Orange, yeah. Could get today, so into yellow this afternoon. For yeah, careful like... walking into government buildings. Uh, it's the yeah. threat level orange. For for younger audiences, I would argue like we've we've certainly had worse president situations since then. Oh my um, god! But this was probably the stupidest the country's ever been in my lifetime. Uh, this was like the, yeah. again, freedom fries threat level. Oh wow, we were essentially beating up another country that was not like there that's were the thing, there were we warnings were invading on the a country. news about the possibility of trained terrorist dolphins. Oh yeah, and I mm. so I said I worked at a movie theater. That movie theater was shut down for a night when the Joanne Fabrics found uh, white powder in the Joanne Fabrics, and the cops came because they thought terrorists oh had gone after God. the Joanne Fabrics. Al Qaeda had thrown anthrax into the Joanne yeah, Fabrics. Yeah, this was anthrax era. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah this is some fucked this up anthrax dumb America. DC sniper shit. Yeah, this is real, real bleak times. But we got this Eli Roth movie, Cabin Fever. Sure did. Um, and I, I just want to note, like, this was his first film, and mm -hmm. there's a, I mean, I, I'm not this a huge Eli Roth fan. Yeah, this is his best film, and it also was one of the things about this era was horror was bleak, and I, mm. I, I think that's important to note for this movie because it's like this movie was like a ray of sunshine to me, where it was like uh, kind of incredible to see a horror movie. That doesn't, it's like advertised as a supernatural thing, but then you watch and you're like, oh my God, it's not at all. Uh, it's a neat idea. Did you, do you guys both see this movie? I'm oh, going to yeah. be honest. Actually, uh, this entire month of films in this year, I don't think I saw a single film released in this time. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. We, we covered 1983 recently, um, September 1983, <laughs> was, and I had... That was oh, a rock. Yeah, I hadn't seen anything yeah, on it. It was just like... You know, I'm like, I'm like aware of these films, and some of these films I know through osmosis, but at this time I was deployed. I was in Afghanistan, um, right. so there's just a lot of things that, you know, I just kind of missed out here in the States because I was, you sure. know, fighting for our freedom. So, uh, unfortunately, a right, right. uh, little... Don't really have much to contribute in terms of these movies that I've seen, but I, I certainly watched these trailers. And actually, I'm glad I did because this kind of reminded me, I need to watch Cabin Fever. Yeah. So tell us um, the plot of Cabin Fever then. Me? Tell us beginning, middle. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear your approximation of what <laughs> this movie is about. Since you well, seen it. it's a group of young people, sure enough, in a cabin. And um, is this one Killing of those movies so that's far. like secretly a zombie movie? Uh, I don't no. want to tell you much. Damn um, it. But you also had like what twenty years? Is it thirty years? Don't tell me it's 30 no. It's years. not thirty. Years. 20, it's, 20, it's twenty. It's twenty. It's twenty. Christ. Twenty years to see it. Twenty years to watch it. The, the I kind of already spoiled it. The twist of this movie is it's there's nothing supernatural in it. Oh, awesome! That's that's yeah. actually fucking cool as fuck. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's like a scary dog, which according to the DVD, and I always wonder if this was a joke. The first dog they got on set was a little poodle. Oh. Uh, and they like tried some takes with it, and they were like, "This is not gonna work," because the dog has to be like terrifying. Um, yeah. And it was, I thought it was cute that they tried that they were like, oh, "Let's give it a whirl." <laughs> um, yeah, for it's, what it's the dog is a, required to do in that movie, that's pretty surprising. <laughs> that they tried yeah. a poodle first. It wasn't like a poodle, but it was like that size. Right. It was like this little little dipshit. Um, 
Yeah, this is uh, just a very, it was, again, very neat for its time where it's about a virus. Yeah. Uh, flesh-eating virus and it's about like what that would like the panic around it um it's sort of like a mini pandemic yeah movie. it's like it's part like body horror part like uh, uh paranoia thriller like it's yeah it's pretty cool it's the coolest it thing was, he ever made yeah it was quirky in a way we hadn't seen like i would argue um having not watched it a while not knowing if the humor is good anymore um i remember it was quirky in a way that like felt like like Jordan Peele of the time, right? Where like mm. Jordan Peele has like a kind of a quirkiness, a humor injected in it where like he had like a little bit of humor in it. Um, I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I am, I continue to be baffled that they remade it. Uh, they did a <laughs> verbatim complete, just from his script. Verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. That's a weird thing. That but happened. Out of everything on this, let me double check. This is probably the one that I would say, yeah, watch this. You haven't seen anything else? Um, honest to God, I'm double checking. No, I genuinely don't think I had seen any of these movies. I don't know. I have That's not seen awesome. any of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we're going to do like we did with 1983. Just um, imagine these are trailers coming out now. Just vibes. Would you, yeah. Would you oh, see this movie? Yes, absolutely. And actually, uh, we'll get into this, but there was, a, a, it's interesting, the art of the trailer and yeah. how it has evolved over time. That was something I was thinking about a lot, a lot watching these trailers. Like, I don't know oh, yeah. when we got rid of the movie voice guy. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? Like Oh yeah. When when did we finally stop using the it was a small town and they didn't You know, like where did that guy go and when did we stop? Who was the director that was like, "Actually, for this trailer, don't just not I, his voice." Yeah, one thing's clear from doing the show and doing all the eras Trailers have—they're uh, never good. There's never a time they're like ads, mm, you know, where right. like ads yeah. are never good. But there are areas you're more nostalgic for, and there's yes. like better quality. Um, and I would say this era—this is of a dark era for is, trailers. Like, yeah, they all—they all look like sneaker commercials. If that makes sense, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a dark era for movies. They all—they're all lit too bright, and they're all like really like horror movies again. Were just so not scary. I watched. Um, was that from this one Miss Call, the remake? Um, when was that? That was 2008, which is still in this era. And I recently watched the remake of The Grudge 2. Um, and that was 2006. And those are both like <laughs> You're on a some bender, of the worst attempts. Yeah, I was, I was starting <laughs> to explore this era. And like the scares in that are the, both of those movies are some of the worst things you'd ever seen in your life. Like they're not even trying to be scary. Perfect. Um, it's so weird. Like, they're not even doing jump scares. Like, that was what was incredible. They weren't even, like, making me jump from loud noises. It was just the most flaccid fucking horror. Um, and it, it's just like, what a terrible era. Which, mm. again, is why this movie was great. And uh, why I didn't see the next movie. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Oof. This is Jeepers Creepers Oof. 2. There I, are so many reasons not to see this. I actually forgot about Jeepers Creepers and the fact that this is like low key of I don't want to even use the term franchise, but this seeing this name it Jeepers Creepers I'm kind of like a franchise. Right, this like, is this is real, isn't it? it they, they made a, they made a franchise of like too blunt recently. force trauma. Like yeah. they just <laughs> forced this into a franchise. They yeah. made a sequel that was um I believe written and directed 
by this director who is still doing movies. And I'm setting that all up because people at home who know who the director is know why that's fucked up. Um, this director is, uh, I believe, a convicted yes. pedophile? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he Ew. made Powder, which when you watch Powder, you also go like, oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. this was made by uh, Sex Pest. Sex Creep. Sex Criminal. Sex Criminal. Yeah. Uh, actual um, bona fide yeah, sex actually, criminal. Yeah. Victor Salva is the name of the director. I just yep. looked him up. His Wikipedia photo is his mugshot. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I it's, mean, uh, if it's not literally his mugshot, it looks exactly like a mug. And Wikipedia, I mean, they picked the bad photo, but Jesus right. Christ. If it's not yeah. his mugshot, it's not flattering. This is yeah. a great line. Victor Salva is an American filmmaker. The Self-described protege of Francis Ford Coppola. Now that really is <laughs> a like, sentence. Self-described. Self-described. Yeah, so he's just like a all-around maniac. Yeah. By the yeah. way, no, no reference on the self-described protege of Francis. No link to that whatsoever. This is just what Wikipedia is reporting. Yeah, and yeah, he super went to jail. Yeah. Um, he did. He. I don't know why. He's Hollywood still making movies. Things. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I don't like Here's the other thing. It's not like he's making good movies. Like, and, and I right, know it doesn't matter. He's making Screepers. Right. Well, it doesn't I'm... matter. Like, it doesn't matter. If he's Roman Polanski or this, it's like he shouldn't right. be making movies. Uh, yes. Agreed. Um, but it's it's weird that they're like, let's get Jeepers Creepers going. We got no one else to do it but him. And it's like, you can make it with somebody. Maybe he owns the rights. But if he owns the rights, then don't Buy make them. it. No. Yeah. No one is like, we need Jeepers Creepers 3. Yeah. We need it. Um, just, you know, we're all set. It's been a pretty, uh, that's been was, a pretty silent hashtag on, on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> saw the first one, and I remember being unimpressed yeah. and never seeing another. Yeah, I thought it was very fine, but it was one of those movies that I downloaded and watched. Yeah. <laughs> this is in the not, height of piracy. Yeah, oh yeah. It was made in 2001, the first one, and yeah. it feels like 2001. It's Again, it's not very very scary. It's about a Batman. Like, not Batman, but a Batman. Like, a man out with of the bat X-Files. Wings, but also he drives a truck. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... Uh, in this trailer, you see him in this trailer, and they, know, they don't not show him. And he throws, like, a fucking ninja star to make the bus <laughs> stop fire spot. And I'm like, this is not scary in what the least this? bit. It's yeah. in broad yeah. daylight. Yeah, yeah. it's... It's the least scary premise that you could possibly do. It's like running it's at the just... bus like an angry horse. Yeah. And then fucking Ray Y shows up with a machine gun. Oh, yeah, and I feel does. like I've seen the whole movie. And, and it looks just... I, I think the basic premise, like a school bus stranded having to deal with the monster outside, that could be a good movie. Sure. This totally. is that movie. No, I just, this is... Uh, yeah, it's... I. You know what? Yeah. I, yeah. A lot of these trailers, I thought, you know what? This premise is actually pretty strong. The execution is just not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very 2003. It's yeah, very they, 2003. They're just showing him in broad daylight. And it's like, yeah, that's him. Sure <laughs> that's his full fucking face. <laughs> that's the creeper. Did he buy yeah. that hat? Did he walk into a store <laughs> and buy that hat? Absolutely. <laughs> How could he not? 
It's just, man. That's <laughs> a stupid Why movie. is he a scarecrow at the beginning? Did he, did the kid put him up? He's doing some kind of really, really obtuse gaslighting there. I don't know what his end game is. Because yeah, he had to he climb take... his ass up there and pretend to be a scarecrow. It's don't, hot. Hey, listen, he had to replace don't, the scarecrow. Don't ask these questions out loud too much because this guy will hear and will say, oh, so we need a movie explaining between the first and the second what happened. Right. Uh, yeah. you know, you and guys then just Hollywood out. will be like, no reason not to give you a lot of money. Let's yeah. do it. Let's have this oh, well, sex I feel like criminal this guy, make another cheaper scraper. Yeah, this, <laughs> this guy would scab in a moment's notice. I mean, he is uh, dying to scab. Yeah. I mean, if he's even still a member of any guild. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not checking in with this guy yeah. anytime no. soon. No, the, where are they now with this guy? Uh, uh, like, I don't care. Unless the answer is prison. I'm like, oh, that's probably good. Right, yeah, right. Unless the Otherwise. answer is nearby. I don't need to know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, jeepers creepers, folks. That's, yep. that's what we're dealing with here. Um, let, wait, let's move, let's move way yeah, on. Let's, let's to, just leave this in the past. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next is uh, Freaky Friday. Yeah. This is the the one they're remaking this, right? Well, this was a remake yes. too. Yes. Right, but they're, yes. yeah, they're re-remaking yeah. it from the director of Vampire Academy. Sure. And the Spiderwick Chronicles. Are there going to be vampires that swap places? Yeah. He also directed Mean Girls. This per- he actually this is the director of House of Yes. So like oh, for, this, for this movie started. you're talking about for this Freaky, Freaky Friday. Friday. Yeah, okay. this Freaky Friday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He he made The House of Yes, which is Sure, yeah. Su- like I love that he made that movie and then Hollywood was like, "Let's keep going with you." I mean, that's a good movie, but my god. Yeah. Um Yeah, this uh, is the movie. Also- this is the movie on the list that is probably the most egregious that I haven't seen because I when this movie came out, I was the target demo for this, but I don't know. I was also going through my phase of like girly stuff is stupid, and I want to be right. a boy. So and, you know, I right, and you I were also owe, deployed at the time. So right, yeah. I I was um, fighting boy, for America, right? For America. Well, I <laughs> I don't know who's listening, but uh, right. no, I was like eleven, ten, and I was. Oh, that makes on my, me feel old. No, but I mean, I was already, I'd been deployed for like a year at that point. I was a child soldier. I'm sorry. I don't think I explained that. I was a child soldier in the war on terror. Um, And I'm really proud of the work that I did. But as a result, there's just a few things from childhood I missed out on, like not watching Freaky Friday. Right. Like Freaky Friday. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. I I haven't seen this. Tom, did you see it? No, but I remember it. It was it was huge. This is a really big movie. Right. Yeah, it's a, Does, it's one of those movies I feel like I have seen through osmosis and like cultural yeah. reference. Right. It was right. it was everywhere. It was a real big hit that summer. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan. This is like peak. Yeah, this is like this is peak oh, yeah. Lindsay Nova. Lohan. Yeah. Star, 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 star. My God, she could do anything. Top of the at this world. Time. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis switching bodies, um, which is. I mean, this trailer spells it all out. Um, like, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis abandons the family and the younger body, and Lindsay Lohan has sex with her father mm-hmm. in of course, her mom's naturally, body. Yeah. Naturally, naturally. Yeah. And Jamie Lee um, Curtis, as an old woman, is having sex with a teenager. You know, this is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is one... While garbage like, is playing. Yeah. <laughs> this is a premise that I really want to see a darker version of, and I don't mean the Vince Vaughn one that just came out. Like, I think... I've said this, I feel like I've said this before. I want a version where someone takes the other body hostage and starts like sending them their own fingers and stuff. Like they're switching bodies and it's like a body horror where the person you switch with is like dissembling the body or like doing, like being, it's like really dark shit. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, like that scene in... Um, uh, uh, I know the one you're thinking of, uh, not Jumper, uh, Ryan, but Ryan Looper. Looper, yep. Ryan Johnson, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but it's... So they, they I assume they see it eye to eye by the end and she plays her band for her. And That's what it they, looks like, yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, it was... Everybody seemed to like it, you know. Jamie Lee Curtis oh, I'm is sure, great. I'm, I'm sure I'm this sure movie it's a lot is of fun. pretty pretty good. Oh I, yeah, this honestly, when I was watching the trailer, I was like, okay, now that I'm older and I am not fighting a war and I'm also not taking myself as seriously as I did back when I was ten or eleven, um, I should watch this movie. Yeah, I had watched um, at the same time Thirteen Going on Thirty, and these are both movies that aren't for me, you know, demo, demographic totally. de- graph wise, but like, I remember that one being a delight being like, Oh, Jennifer Garner's doing a great job. Oh, yeah, I, remember, you know, I liked is... that one. Yeah. yeah. And I so haven't seen I it think... in probably 20 years, but no, same here. Yeah. But it's like, cute. you know, that you, it, yeah, it's cute. Cute's the word for it, right? Cute, That's what nice, it's... breezy, 90 minutes, maybe just shy of two hours. Just really easy. This is the yeah. kind of movie that I would watch at like 11 a.m. on a Sunday when I don't have anything else going on. And it's oh, kind of yeah. like, you know what? Let me just like cuddle up to a movie I haven't seen, but is also like for smooth brain moments. Easy. Like, I yeah, just, easy. Let's just put some eyes on a movie that is entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like an easy Mac. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This uh, next next film gives me that too because yes. it is. I did not realize who directed this. This is from the director of Clue, Nuns on the Run, My Cun- Cousin Vinny, uh, Sergeant Bilko, The Whole Nine Yards. This is The Fighting Temptations. Which... <laughs> and also, yeah, watching this trailer, I thought I should watch this movie. And why haven't I seen this movie yet? Yeah, they also wrote. Um, most of their, they didn't write this actually, but they wrote Clue. Um, yeah, this is like, I'm like, why haven't I seen this? This is big city guy goes to the small town to do a sister act. Like that's, basically he has to like, in order to inherit this money, Cuba Gooding Jr. has to put together like a a gospel choir. Yeah. And he's got Beyonce And he's got Beyonce, so he's got a pretty good head start. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And it's Cuba Gooding Jr. back when, like, after Jerry Maguire, we were like, When they were still billing him as Academy Award winner. Yeah. He certainly won't do Boat Trip. His career is ahead of him. Um, It's, uh, yeah, it just looks like a lot of fucking stupid fun. Also, Wendell Pierce is there. Um, it sure is. Happy. Yeah, bunk. Fantastic. Yeah, this yeah. is a this is one of those trailers that I was like, you know what? You could make this like not a remake, but this premise. Like, I bet this would do really well today. Actually, you could make this film every five years since the sixties. Hey, yeah, I like, mean, just about. Yeah, yeah. Just keep making I think they it. Probably I don't give a have. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Actually. Make it. I mean, for some, again, this is a little sister acty because it's it's small town or big city guy goes to small town mm-hmm. and is like psha stupid small town and then he's gonna learn you small town um, fools right and that's like that's all the movies right <laughs> that's like every every fucking movie um, it's just like what is the what is the lubricant we will create in order to deliver that into you um, and this time it's um, he has to put together a choir. Yeah. Look, any film that ends with the climax of a gospel choir having a big musical number, I will suffer nearly any movie just to get to that. And this does not yeah. seem like a movie I would have to suffer. No. It seems like a it's lot fun. of dumb fun. Yeah. yeah. I remember Touching. this one, too. Cute. Yeah. Like, I didn't see this one, but it was like a big 
movie of the, at the at that month. Like the trailers were everywhere. And right, definitely. I should remember it, and I absolutely don't. Um, I had forgotten and, about it until we you put the trailer on this list. It was like a real yeah. like it's a real <laughs> it's a real jump scare for me. Yeah, you're like, holy like a shit. Period of my life that's completely blacked out of my brain. Yeah. It's like, oh right. right. Well, well, well. This movie. It's like a high school reunion. Yeah. Um God damn this next film. Oh, this yeah. film I remember because we not watched real. It recently. This is not a real movie. You guys are fucking with me with oh, this. No, this is a, this is a, this is, a, this is such a real film. It's real and you're, it's wonderful. You're joking. This is Peter Berg's The Rundown. Go on. I, sorry, I was just going to say, I didn't realize Dwayne Johnson's on-film career is over 20 years old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was like, it wasn't like his first movie. Like, his first one was The Scorpion King, but like, this was yeah. the net, I think, the a year later, and well, it was like... The Mummy 2, technically. Right, and then, but like, mm, Scorpion King yeah. was like his first starring role, and this is the one that was like really supposed to be like, okay, this is him We're starting his action star, career. Yeah. yeah, and like, there's literally yeah. a scene where he walks past Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Arnold says, have fun. It's also Peter Berg's first film since Very Bad Things, which oh, um, yeah, that Peter was ninety. Berg. Oh no, it was ninety eight. So it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was, it was it's just five years. Five years. Yeah. Um, it also has Rosario Dawson in it. Yeah, like a really early role for Rosario Dawson. Christopher Walken with incredible hair. That hair. I've seen this movie recently. I still gasp every time I see it in this. <laughs> you know what? He was rocking it's, kind of a fucked up hair in Joe Dirt. So yeah. uh, I was I was a little bit more prepared to handle the fact that that was Christopher Walken's hair. I, I was <laughs> right. just still struggling with Dwayne Johnson. Honestly, I was like, oh, right. I guess you've been around for a longer time oh, than yeah. I maybe have appreciated. It's funny Damn, how much Sean smaller Scott. he is in this movie. <laughs> like oh, he's yeah. not small by any he's means. He's like a regular like, guy compared to how huge he is now. It's like, oh, comically. Man. Yeah, yeah. 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 God, he had he was a few years away from Southland Tales. Oh man. Yep, just a couple of precious years. Go Dave. watch if you haven't seen that movie, see that movie if you want to lose your goddamn mind over <laughs> It's The Rock doing I guess a art house drama slash comedy. Where he's kind of playing it's, um, Bugs Bunny. It's from yeah, the director of Donnie Darko. It's a Yes, it's his oh. second film. Very, very famous swing and miss from this yes. director. Yeah, it is fucking wild, but it's back I when The Rock it. was it's like... It's out of its mind, but yeah. I know, I love it for the novelty, but it's like, it's back when The Rock was like, what kind of an actor am I going to be? Act, I can do action. In the rundown, doesn't he famously have a scene with Schwarzenegger in this one? Yeah, I mentioned it a second ago. He, he it's, it's the yeah. opening scene where he's walking into mm. a nightclub and Arnold's walking past him. It, it's just a quick cameo, but... It's the know. passing of the torch. Yeah, Arnold yeah. says, have fun. And of course, Arnold did some weird movies too so i could see the the rock you know he was like yeah let's try something different he did southland tales and he was like i'm never going to do something different again that's it for me <laughs> yeah. yeah only mainstream stuff that makes money sweetheart skip me with the yeah. bullshit but it's yeah it's gonna be I, rampage I, from here on out yeah him and sean william scott they were good in this yeah i actually really like this movie you should watch this movie yeah. sarah yeah, I, I like just heard about its existence uh, a few moments ago, so I, I I must seek this out. It's pretty. Right. It's pretty fun. The Rock fights a guy that has two whips. Like he just has yeah. two. He's a okay, whip but guy. Realistically, do you think this is available on any streaming platform to stream or rent? <laughs> like where would oh, I I'm even sure find it? We watched it, it yeah. recently. We watched it fairly recently. Oh, okay. On movie night, yeah. Maybe two. Uh, Christopher Walken. 
I remember he, yeah, he could be on Tubi. Everything's on Tubi. Yeah. Christopher Walken is. He's got a real Tubi haircut. Uh, yeah, I feel he like he's barely in this. He's not in it that much. Um, yeah. He's despite also, being the bad guy, the primary antagonist. Yeah. Right. Christopher Walken is also one of those guys where I, if someone told me he was 99, I'd say, oh, okay. If someone told me he was 60, I'd be like, oh, okay. Sure, yeah, that makes like, sense. I'm yeah. not quite <laughs> sure how old. I know he's old, but I'm not quite sure how old. He and Buscemi. Like Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's just some of those actors. They're all men, but they're, there's some of those actors that are like, boy, any age over 50, I would buy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not <laughs> I feel sure. like you're hiding 20 years in there somewhere. Tommy, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is another one where it's like, like I, I, he's right. certainly he could old. Be, he he's could always be, been he old. He could be 65. He could be 102. Yeah, not sure. <laughs> no idea. Right. And he's looked that way his entire career. Yeah. No one could Tommy ever know, actually. Not, not even going to look it up. Oh, man, the rundown. Um, this one, this next one. I barely remember. I remember and this one. My fucking god. Uh Oof. this is Dickie Oof. Roberts, former child star. This, yeah, this is an early David Spade. One of my favorite actors in this time, David Spade. This like early two thousand David Spade. My God, I fucking love David Spade. Didn't see yeah, this movie, this but is, I mean top ten in September, yeah. so it must have been but this is fucking um Adam Sandler going like, okay, right. here's yours. Don't fuck it up. And then he did. He fucked it this, up. I mean, this one, this trailer is, there are no joke. I mean, every joke no, falls he... so flat in this trailer. So here's the thing. And I said in the notes, David Spade is best as either the villain, like in PCU, um, like sniveling, or he is sidekick to Chris Farley who slowly learns to be slightly less of an asshole, right? I think. Well, I but think he can also do like the Joe Dirt, where he he can also play like a fool. I was gonna oh, yeah. say not too much on yeah, my man Joe, Joe Dirt. Dirt. Yeah, Joe Dirt. Yeah, he he did good with Joe Dirt, he, but for the did, most he part, he does manage to play a completely different and, character there. Emperor's New Groove, but in Emperor's that one, he's also kind of a, he's kind of a dick in that. Yeah, right. It's a, it's um, a David Spade character in Emperor's New Groove. Right, and it's a hard character to do um, because most of the time. His thing is, I'm an asshole. And this trailer is just him being just a screeching asshole to every single person. And then, and they, I, it's implied, I'm sure, like most movies, he's going to have growth in an arc. I don't care. This movie is like, how would you like to spend two hours with this incredibly were, unlikable character? We were talking, like, absolutely not. <laughs> you were talking earlier about how this is a dark time for uh, horror. This is also kind of a dark time for comedy because comedies yeah. were all try, were all imitating American Pie and, and Road Trip at this point. Yes, mm. I uh, recall Super Trooper comedies, coming yeah. out. Super Troopers was like a fucking. Just a ray of sunshine and a is a fucking stormy day. I remember when that came out. That and Undercover Brother and being like, <laughs> finally, this is fucking comedy. Yeah, I mean, Joe Dirt was two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. This was this David Spade was in his bag in like I feel like this stretch of time. Yeah, yeah. He had look at this um, is a top ten movie in September of twenty. Uh, 2003 so yeah, yeah. he was yeah, still but how did fare but... for the rest of the year I okay again I was a child overseas at the time but I feel like I remember this movie being like a flop considered a flop or I mean maybe like you guys are saying people point to this as being like this was the end of David Spade's film career as like a main character star 
I'll say it is one of those times where this movie could only get on a top 10 list if it came out in September, in September 20, of 2003. 2003. Yeah. Like, okay. that's it. It's just a dark time. This was like, I mean, we had just had a few years earlier, The Master of Disguise. Like, that's the era we're at. Right. That was like 2002, I want to say. Um, yeah, we, just, we, so, we had just had the worst Austin Powers movie. Yeah. It, it, comedy and horror were at its worst. Basically, all the energy in Hollywood felt like it was being directed into three Lord of the Rings films, and it sucked out the good of anything else around it. <laughs> hey. It was just three Lord of the Rings well, Everyone else's eating. creativity just imploded in that time. Yeah. It's like, God, I can't write for shit. What's the matter with me? I keep dreaming that I'm in New Zealand. What's going on? Right. It's amazing. The early 2000s were like, here's a bunch of the worst things you've ever seen and three of the best movies ever made and nothing in between. Love it, baby. Yeah. Just oh, man, a what a time mess. to be alive. But this was another premise that I was like, oh, my God, I bet, like, Rachel Sennott, A24, like, with the right kind of, like, indie alt-comedy people behind this, you could make yep. a pre- – like, this premise actually would probably slay today, but, again, like, in the right hands. Yeah. yeah th- in the right hands. Yeah. Not these hands. Love you, David Spade. <laughs> yeah it's not yours this didn't work not this yeah, one this, but uh, other this, ones yes man this trailer this trailer is repellent yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like also, anti-comedy talk, talk about a trailer that just kind of holds your hand and walks you through the whole the trailer like the first half of the trailer i'm like okay this is like a, a movie trailer and then the second half of the trailer i was like oh my god is this i always describe movies like this where i feel like one movie is two movies in one Where it's like, oh, so the first half of the movie, so we're like on this, and now we, like, when he's like moving in with the family, I was like, oh, we're still. Yeah, that's a real. We're still in the trailer. We're still. That was a real curve. That was a real curve. It's like hats on hats, right? Where it's like, we're still forming the premise of the movie. It's like Uh, the first half of the trailer didn't get you. Maybe it's a family comedy, you know? I don't know. Buy a ticket and you'll find out. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of hats on hats, are you guys ready to talk about. This next trailer. I can't wait to talk about yes. this trailer, Dave. This is the trailer to Secondhand Lions. Secondhand Lions, now, Dave. This is from the writer of The Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. It's right after that. So they were like, give us anything. This is what he gave them. This is also from the era where Hollywood was like, we got this Haley Joel kid. Yeah. He's great in The Sixth Sense. Let's, he's got five good years in him. We know right. it. We know it. Let's <laughs> he's make got him five the richest. cute years left in him. Yeah. Let's make him the richest motherfucker in the world. Let's throw every fucking movie at him. Um, and they did. And this was one of them. Yeah. And I've never seen this movie. And like I don't know why. I've never seen it. Yeah, I'm actually glad to see this trailer on the list because this trailer was on a VHS. It was like played before the movie I actually wanted to see. So I actually remember this trailer as like the first five minutes of it being like, uh, let me hit pause and then fast forward and get to the movie I actually want to see. And for many years, yep. I had been thinking like, isn't there some Haley Joel Osment movie where he's like on a farm with two old people and I could it, never piece it together. It's this one, Secondhand Lions. Yeah. It feels like this movie is made to be a trailer. <laughs> like it, it yes. only exists as a trailer. I've seen it and it sort of plays out like that too. You're like, a it's liar, not, yeah. Tom. There's no, no way this is a I feature have, length film. I have seen this movie. My parents owned this movie on DVD. Michael Caine doing a southern Michael accent. Michael Caine and Robert Duvall playing brothers, Dave. Yeah, I, that's why I'm looking at this and I'm like, I was an idiot to never see this in theaters. How could I not watch 
Michael Caine and Robert Duvall play grumpy Southern bank robbers. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's something else. It's <laughs> they don't explain anything. Is this based off a book? I don't think it's so. No, like I think it was it. written directly for the screen by the uh, it, by yeah. the director. I, I think it's got based off a book face. It definitely it's, feels like an early two thousands paperback children's book um, that like I a, would like, read haphazardly, like in my school's library. Like I guess. Yeah, like a book you'd be made to read in school. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it feels, Cider House. Feels like the Whipping Boy or something. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it has like it, well, a Caldecott got, medal on the front. It's got like Cider House yes. Rules vibes, where Cider House Rules feels like, like you hear that name and you're like, I don't know what the fuck that's about. Like, I'm going to have to see it to understand it. And this one, Secondhand Lions, right away you're like, what? And then the trailer barely, barely explains <laughs> why they bought secondhand lions they kind of don't the lion just, in my memory it's not even that big of a part of the story like yeah. it's it just it's just like one of the, the random hijinks cool that these two old men do yeah it's a pretty yeah. good title the original so the premise when you stripped it down seemed to be like Haley joel has to live with these two old cranky men they don't have tv everything sucks i it's this is takes place either in the 30s or modern there's no way to know it looks no like way. the 50s i think it looks like the 50s yeah um, and so it's like, oh, okay, Haley Joel, two cranky men, he has to teach them to love. And then he learns that they were bank robbers. And I'm like, cool, that's a movie. You got a movie. And they're like, also, they fly planes. Also, they get like circus animals. And it was like, okay, now I don't know what this is. You've officially fucked me up, movie. Yeah, also, Haley Joel, in the trailer, vocally, his voice is like, uh, not popping, squeaking. What is it when um, cr- cracking? Cracking. What is, what is the word I'm looking for? Is it cracking? I think. Yeah. yeah you you think the producers are like looking like, hearing him and be like, man, we got a couple we gotta more film films. This quick. We got to film yeah, this quick. Yeah, I guess. I I just as like as an actor, I was like, I would hope that my even in a in between puberty voice that they would not pick the scenes where I'm like, but Uncle Jerry, I'm gonna do, yeah. like it sounded. It did not sound good. <laughs> Uncle Jerry. And Haley yeah. Joel, by the way, is at this point an Oscar-nominated actor. And actually, funnily enough, he lost his Oscar to Michael Caine. So I wonder if they talked about that on set. Man. <laughs> yeah. Drama. I mean, they do the thing where they're like, we're not going to give it to some shitty kid, right? He'll have time. And I, by the way, I love where Haley Joel, I love that he's been in an X-Files episode since. And he's... Um, in fucking what we do in the shadows dude i'm like um, a sleeper Haley joel osmond stan like i i think <laughs> he seems so i don't know like he acted he did his thing and then he went to college for some time and then he came back he's like i could be on a few sitcoms fuck it right yeah. he's been in well, always like, sunny was great yeah he's like i did a horror film i got fucking stabbed and killed in another film right uh, and oh, you know what man. pay it forward uh, yeah, I'm in a Spielberg film that is also slightly a Kubrick film. I'm in as much of a Kubrick film as I can be. Right. Because, you know, he's dead. And then it's like secondhand lions and he's like, you know what? We're good. Like, I, he still worked after this, obviously. But he did like vi- like video games and TV and like, oh, like this yes. was the last like big movie um, he did for, it looks like, like this happened and then he was in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, and then it's just like like TV that looks like voice acting. He does a lot of voice acting. And then it's just sort of it peters out. And it looks like it was more of like a like he did it on purpose where he's just. Yeah, like, yeah totally. That's... It's like it's like he and Josh Hutcherson are like two child actors from this time. I mean, Josh Hutcherson, not as big as Haley Joel, obviously, but 
they're two guys that like I low key am like I think you guys are very cool and you like act when you want to act and you don't act when you don't want to act and like I'm sure if you guys wanted to force your way into a bunch of shit projects you could but neither one of you ever really do that so good for right. you and Haley Joel is probably like well I'm stupid rich so like yeah right, he, like between, you put he it out it's got, like Emily nothing Osment, else to prove it's like I'm yeah, yeah I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm good to go. I can just you know there's, be in a Kevin Smith film. It's being Tusk. Oh hell yeah, he is. Uh, there's mm. something about this film that I really want to spoil. Yeah, do you guys I, care so if I, I spoil Secondhand Lions? I want to spend the next two hours you just telling us what. Yeah, this movie I'm never is. gonna watch this movie, so please. So you know how they're like doing their wacky plane hijinks in the trailer? Yeah, they yeah. one thousand percent die in a plane crash. <laughs> They, is it that they, scene? They, no, it's not that scene, but they do crash that plane and die. <laughs> like that's, that's how amazing. they die. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's because it's the a shocking moment in the film. It's at the end of the movie, yeah. A trailer and is all like, grown up and he hears that they crashed their fucking biplane. Holy shit. Into like a barn or something and died. <laughs> Chekhov's plane. Oh, holy fucking it's shit. It's a wild yeah, way they, to end the film. They do this part in the trailer where he's like, "You less meat, more vegetables," and he's like, "Where are we going to die of old age?" And the implication is like they're putting aside their wild, fucking um, background, and they're going to calm down. That's the and point. now you're telling yeah, me that's what they he wants do them not. To do, but eventually, it, when he grows up and moves away, they they go back to their old adventurous uh, ways. <laughs> was nine eleven? Was it? Did they nine eleven? They might have nine eleven. The barn they crashed no. into. I don't. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. No. I can't remember. Um, they may have been wanting to take it out. Yeah, that is wild. This movie. So, is it just a series of like vignettes? Like, essentially, I'm with these guys. Yeah, as, yeah. as far as I remember, it's been a it's been a while since I've seen it. But as I remember, it is kind of just like it kind of just moves from one of the two uncles' wacky hijinks to another. Okay. All right. Um, it's not bad. I'll watch it. You know, it's it's it's, no, it's a perfect. It is. It's like it's like. Uh, now you see me in terms of it is a movie that is crafted for you to watch with your parents. Yeah. Uh, listen, Tom, me and you, I think we're going to watch it not on a movie night and we're not going to speak to the whole time. That's my point. Right, we're just going <laughs> to quietly watch. Secondhand yeah. It's a quiet, cozy that. evening. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about match six men. This was a movie that I had in my mind thought this was a movie that no one talks about, and I, I, in my mind, I thought of it as like a cult classic. Now I'm realizing it was one of the top movies uh, when it came out. Um, this is Ridley Scott. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was doing a blown film that's away. very not Ridley Scott. Yeah, I, I don't really know this movie. I think of the title rings a bell, but this trailer, I mean, this was like brand new to me, and so when that name came up, I was like, oh wow. wait, what is this? It's Nicolas Cage and Sam Rockwell both doing impressions of Nicolas Cage and Sam Rockwell. Like, they're doing the most them. Sam Rockwell's doing, I'm Sam Rockwell, I'm dancing. Nicolas Cage Definitely. is doing, I'm Nicolas Cage. I'm freaking out. Um, and they play con men, and Nicolas Cage gets a call and from this ex who says, you have a daughter. Uh, and he basically goes and starts meeting this this daughter and welcoming him welcoming her into his life and she starts working on cons with him and he kind of regrets it and that's the most i'll say about the film okay uh, because there's a lot more to the film than that i think this movie is very good i haven't watched it in a while though the the tr i haven't seen it uh weirdly no shit yeah i'm so yeah, glad this, i'm not this, saying this anything one just, else this one just escaped me for whatever reason but uh, I will say that the trailer is pretty insufferable for movies of this 
era where it's really like they're really going for like the um like autistic genius thing with Nicolas I was about Cage, to say Nicolas like magic Cage autism. Has, uh, yeah, has, I, I thought I that's what they were has, implying that he had some kind of like I thought it was maybe um Tourette's or OCD. He has, where, yes, yeah. He's um, an agoraphobic in it, and Got he it. is, and so th- that's part of the idea is that it's it's kind of what about Bob, which is he meets this young uh, uh, girl, and she's sort of like has to take him out of his comfort zone, right? Like he has to be less, like she makes a mess in his house, like he's a neat freak. He's 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 very OCD. I believe it's OCD is what they have give Got him. Yeah. Like he does the thing where he like keeps closing the door three times and shit like that, um, and it is. it's definitely like that's the one part watching this so i'm like is that still okay it's not a comment on the film so much it's just the trailer itself they're they're pushing it like as being like quirky or like really twee about it yeah yeah that that doesn't feel good it's definitely (laughs) of its time like this is one of those movies where it's gonna feel the way an 80s movie feels really 80s because they're like using like you know, like Home Alone, where he has the talk boy, like where it's stuff like that. Like this, there's a lot of computers involved. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of out in the world, going to airports. So it like you can definitely feel the, the time it's in because mm-hmm. it's so much in there. And I'm wondering if the tone is also of its time. But I again, I haven't seen it in a while. All I can say is it has a kind of a plot hole in it, but it's not noticeable. I wrote about it, it cracked. And it's generally, I recall, a pretty good movie. Like it's, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know how good it is anymore, you know, what, mm, because yeah. again, this was me in 2003 and a lot of other things and movies have happened since. So I don't know how much it holds up. kind of want to watch it again now. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of need to I, watch it. I would this watch it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's a very interesting little time capsule, you know, like it's Nicholas Cage in his try era where he's like, I'm making movies, you know? Um, I'm making a Ridley Scott movie. <laughs> um, and, I'm still, uh, I'm Sam still Rockwell, giving it a shot. Yeah, Is I think Sam Rockwell had... Total Financial Ruin? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think so. Um, it's uh, And then it's Sam Rockwell kind of on the up, right? Um, he's mm-hmm. not... Yeah, he was hot yeah. in this era for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I think this is right it, after Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yes, that's that's the one. It's it's definitely right after that. So like, yeah, it's the writer of Ocean's Eleven, one of the remake, one of the writers, um, and Ravenous, apparently. So that's something. Ah, oh, sweet. I um, love Ravenous. And that's what I mean is like it was at the time it felt like a very smart movie, and now I'm wondering like how smart was it though? You know, um, that's what I'm curious about. But I don't know, I'll have to see it again. Yeah, I have to give it a watch. I can't believe- Neither of you seen Matchstick Men. It's yeah, wild. Just pass me uh, by, again, man. this whole era, I you know, I was I was deployed. Uh, that's just a part of culture <laughs> right. I'm, I'm missing. But surely you have seen our next film, Underworld. I have not. I have absolutely Son not seen this movie. I've not seen Underworld. <laughs> absolutely oh, not. In what context? Would I ever be like, you know what? They made really so need... many of these. So and many. I didn't watch any of them. <laughs> Fuck Underworld. No, I don't know. Maybe it's good. I just haven't seen it. Oh, it's absolutely <laughs> this director, not good. <laughs> I, this director is like, it reminds me of it's like. Led Weisman, right? He went on to make Die Hard. 
Yeah, he's I, he's like Gigi Allen for movies for me. He started with Underworld, and then he made Live Free or Die Hard, the Total Recall remake, and it's just like it feels like he's just he's already done. Um, he barely started. He's already done, and what a ride! <laughs> not great, not a great ride, but the, uh, you know he left his the, mark, and that the mark craziest is Underworld. thing about looking at this trailer. Yeah, the craziest thing about looking at this trailer is that the uh, the the werewolf dude in the trailer is Michael Sheen. Yeah. Oh my god, there yeah. was a few pe- faces that popped up in the trailer that I was like, "My god, you're in this." Oh yeah, like Bill Nye or, or Nye, however you pronounce his yeah. name. Yeah, Nye, in it. I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> Scott Speedman, not so much, but yeah. like <laughs> Michael Sheen was the really shocking one because I had for- completely forgotten he was in this movie. Yeah, that's. He he he! This was the era where he's like, "I'm a fancy vampire man." Is essentially because he was in um, fucking uh, Twilight. No, well, he's a like, he's he's the werewolf in this one. I know, doesn't matter. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> because that's the vibe. He's a fancy vampire. Yeah, man. Sure. So is Bill Nighy, who is also, I believe, he's in the, several movies. He's the fanciest vampire in this movie. Yeah. But whenever you need like supernatural, this era, the Blade era, where you're like, we need fancy ah, vampire this types. This is the Blade era. You nailed yeah, it. Yeah, you call upon those two actors. Um, that's just who you call upon. They just feel that way. This movie sucks, from what I remember. But I want to watch it again. This I have the I have the long the shortest loop with this movie. And what I mean by that is I watch it, I go, that was boring and sucked. And then like six months later, I'm like, you know. I, I could watch use it. watching. Yeah, I should watch Underworld. It's um, it's kind of fun. I, I haven't seen it in like twenty years. I'm sorry, Sarah. What were you no, saying? No, we watched this on movie night, Tom. Oh, we did. That's right. No, I was we just very again. concerned because I saw a man named Danny McBride credited with the screenplay, and it's actually yeah. a different Danny McBride. I was gonna be like, would have been incredible. I was like, is this like an M Night Shyamalan wrote Stuart Little situation where it's like, yeah. oh, curveball? Actually, I I wrote right. this. No, I believe no. the same writer went on to write I Frankenstein and that they were both supposed to take place in the same universe. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. Yeah. So hell yeah. Good. That's the MCU what a fucking we deserve. Legacy. This person has What a footprint. Yeah. They wrote all the underworlds, including blood wars from 2016. We were making these in 2016. We, I told I know you that's we a while kept ago. Making I, these. No, and yeah. I almost feel like, like a new underworld is in development or, or maybe not anymore. It but has this to be, is yeah. just, this is just that. And a uh, resident fucking evil. These are the two movies that I was are about just to like, say, uh, you know, every five years or so, we legally have to make another one of these. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kate this Beckinsale movie Resident Evil to, just yeah, fucking. Kate Beckinsale yeah. has to put food on her plate somehow. My God, keep this woman yeah. employed. Yeah, let her kick it, some werewolves. Yeah, it felt like a game of chicken between those two series. Um, I feel yeah, like I, Resident Evil was even worse though because it was it was more than like every five years let's make one. I feel like every, five years would pass and then all of a sudden like they would have made three Resident Evils in that time. I'm like, where the hell did they, where did they come oh, from? Yeah. <laughs> well, because they they overlap, right? They they is the main series, but then they'll reboot it. They did the Raccoon City, Welcome to Raccoon City, and yeah. then they do like the the weird CGI ones. Oh, Beckinsale, yeah. by the way, was also in Van Helsing. She sure so was. So people looked at her and they're like, we want you in like a like a creepy sure she has angular cheekbones she looks kind of punk she look, looks yeah. kind of vampiric yeah and this is this is the world the matrix left us yes yeah. that's what it comes <laughs> this, down this to. is the cost we paid for the matrix. You know, yeah, it we looks, had the matrix honestly it looks cool and of all the trailers we watched this is the one that actually made me say kind of like hell yeah dude this yep. is y2k 
action yep. filmmaking. Yes. Oh, man. It is maximum aughts. Latex, this is skinny, a hell pale yeah, people, techno. For sure. Yes. It's, yeah, Blade. I this, was, like, I was I, stoked mm. on this movie when it came out. I, I, I shan't lie. Oh yeah, I remember laughing at it because it, because right. they called it's, them it's, lichens. Oh, it's goofy and over the top, but I was like, it was pretty yeah. fun, you know. Yeah, because I worked in a movie theater, so there's it's all these cynical movie nerds working there, yeah. and so we're all getting a laugh out of it. But it's not like we all didn't watch it too. Right. It's Underworld. Um, it's Underworld. How are you not going to yeah, watch Underworld? Look at it. About the world. It was one of those <laughs> where it's like we. It's weird that we hadn't done this yet. A war between, like, it felt so novel. Like, oh, that's so silly. Vampires versus werewolves. And it's like, that's so obvious now well, when you like think about it. It was like boldly silly. I think that's one of the things I yeah. liked about it was it just so earnestly did it. It was like, yeah, it's yeah. dumb, but we're just going to do it. Like, fuck yeah. it. Let's just be serious about it. Oh, and everybody's so then, serious like, and Ten world. years later, one of the biggest fucking books and TV, TV, books and films on Earth is Vampires, Werewolves. So Underworld kind of yeah, out of exactly. its time. We should watch it. We should watch Underworld. We should. We should do that again. Um, yeah. I See, this is what I mean. I Yeah. I also, unlike, I want it to have a Resident Evil in the sense that I want to see a gritty reboot where they like, are like, no, this time it's really, like where they like. This time it's where they try really to it, for serious. Yeah. Which is funny because this is also, the same with Resident Evil. That first one was still serious. But it's funny that it gets rebooted to be even more serious and more gritty. <laughs> I want to see that with this, right? Um, I don't even know how they do that. They'd be use more computers. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be more. It would be like they're not in all leather, right? <laughs> they're dressed more sensibly. Like it would be little things like that yeah. that they'd have to do. Oh yeah, they'd be more hip. Yeah, yeah, and then we'd all laugh. Dress at them that all movie. In, in fashion that instantly dates them. Yeah, <sighs> I can't wait to watch. It's a Jack great idea again. for a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you an immediately dated Underworld reboot. Yeah. Again, oh, you're not going to oh, watch Underworld? Man. You guys are talking about <laughs> Underworld too much. They are listening. They are ready to mm, make another true. one. They are listening. So careful. That's true. That's true. Be so careful. Say. Yeah. You know what really fucks me up? What's that? Is when in like 10 years from now, they start making retro throwback films that look like this. That's going to really fuck with me. Oh, wow. Where it's yeah. like, oh, nostalgia for 2003. Oh, it's man. already starting, I feel it's like. It's like barely an identifiable yeah. style. Yeah. Um, we got one more here. This is number one, September 2003. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Mm. This is Robert Rodriguez, the final uh, of the trilogy, the Desperado the, uh, El, Mariachi El Mariachi trilogy. Yeah. Um, and this trailer kind of offended me because they make it, they really want you to think it's a movie starring Johnny Depp. Yeah. Even the announcer talks about the movie from his yeah, perspective. He's, like, he's a CIA agent who's trying yeah. to find <laughs> the Desperado. I remember seeing this trailer and having to be told later that it was the third one because nothing about this says, like, it, it just, it's like, at first glance, it doesn't feel like it's, you know yeah he kind of yeah. made all three of them to sort of be independent while still being trilogies like because oh, like desperado sure. is complete you don't have to have seen el mariachi yeah um and i mean it's a good movie i remember it yeah, it, it's does pretty sweet. Have... it does have willem dafoe and brown face <laughs> i Literally was about just to say the same thing. yeah you you guys were freaked out about um walk uh christopher walken's hair uh <laughs> let's talk about willem dafoe's fake tan like it this is isn't just like a hat and a mustache. No, they changed the color of his skin. I bet he has a terrible Mexican accent, too. 
Can you he imagine sure does. <laughs> being Willem Dafoe, which I don't feel bad for Willem Dafoe, but can you imagine being Willem Dafoe showing up on set with that shit and having to go face to face with Danny Trejo, who just like furrows his brow at you like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. I I actually love Willem Dafoe, and I read this like actor profile on him, and I can imagine like Dafoe probably like very earnestly like played this part. And this is just something that like with twenty twenty three eyes, it's like, oh brother, not you today. You would not even get the call. Be like, yeah, there's a like this Mexican gangster type role, and you know what I'm saying? Like casting wouldn't even Here's, get yeah. that far. What I'll say is that Robert Rodriguez is usually like he works very independently, right? He literally like did special effects out of his garage for his movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even at this era, Spy Kids was doing, and he is of Mexican descent. Um, this this is I a lot of people of Mexican descent on set, I imagine, because that's his production company. So like I can't really excuse it, but I imagine they brought Willem Dafoe on, and they were just like, yeah, fuck it, like. We're, we're just going to do this. You know, yeah, um, I guess it's like... And Willem Dafoe's, like, they're slathering that shit on him, and he's, like, I, I, I it doesn't absolve Willem Dafoe, but I'm sure in the moment he was like, this this is probably okay, right? Everybody around me totally, is, is totally, yeah. from it's Mexico like, well, or cool Mexican descent. Yeah. Like, I guess it's, it's, it's all just, right. It's and so then, weird what we just, like, because it wasn't, we didn't really think it was weird. But, like it's At the time, we yeah. didn't think about it at all. We didn't think, no, yeah, at all. Yeah. did not think about it at all. All we didn't think about it. Yeah, I it's it's wild the things, and we still I think to some extent it depends on like you know like there's always these holdouts like obviously it was like blackface no that's terrible but then like this was in an era where like we wouldn't have accepted blackface right and we're like yeah, this the is fine came or like Native American like, this is pretty yeah. recent yeah or like yeah that fucking that 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 the Mexican one with um. Uh, what's her name? Huh? Um, Scarlett Johansson, like oh in like tan God, makeup, yes. and they're all like, "Hey, we're Mexican," and it's like that was one of the last ones where it's like, "This, I don't know about this anymore." Uh, like it's it's just funny how we didn't at once go, "Well, this is bad, so they all should be bad, right?" And we didn't make that decision, which is very funny to me. Yeah, they were like, eh, "This other stuff is fine." Maybe. <laughs> Um, this, this movie's movie pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, even though it Robert has Rodriguez, Johnny Depp and on yeah. top of Willem Dafoe and Brown James. Yeah, no, it's a hard movie to watch now. It's got Mickey Rourke that he's 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 fun in it. Yeah, it's got that's Cheech. Right. Cheech is in it. Yeah, um, Cheech is in all of them, I think. Well, he's at yeah, least in Desperado as well. I can't remember if he's in Mariachi. It's Mickey Rourke in the air where he was in Sin City as well, and he had the, the wrestler yet, so he didn't have the quote unquote like comeback. Um, this is, yeah, this is a movie I haven't watched in a while. I'm sure it's ridiculously problematic, but it's, it's teenage boy cool without being like, I would, I would say this about the whole series is that it's like, this is what a teenage boy thinks it's cool, but somehow isn't like cringy as an adult. Does that make sense? Mm. Where it's like, ooh, he has a flamethrower in his guitar case. It's, it's over, it's, it's over the top, but I think in, in a, in the correct way it knows that's that's what yeah, it like is. Robert it knows is, he's a yeah. he's a very good filmmaker so he's able to do this tone he's he's done it he does it in almost all of his movies yeah it's tongue-in-cheek yeah yeah 
it's a tongue-in-cheek version of um, it's, a, it's a cartoonish reality it's like a cartoonish action movie yeah and they always were el mariachi yeah. was mm-hmm. you know um yeah by the Sarah, way you, you know there's a these? there's a new um spy kids series coming to netflix i just saw I saw that. Uh, and, well, um, I, I people, saw, the internet I mean, already talked about. Yeah, I saw biggest a, downgrade. A, a billboard of it on a bus stop is what I mean when I said saw. Yeah, <laughs> counts. Yeah, we, it's Zachary Levi as the Antonio Banderas, and it was just like that's mm. not going to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's uh, yeah. Could you, we uh, just bring and, Antonio Banderas back? And even though we're talking right. about a struck company right now, I don't think we're necessarily promoting this series. <laughs> so, um, I'm doing the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah, I would say don't watch that piece of shit. I'm explicitly, um, apparent. Yeah, apparently Rodriguez is directing it. Um, yeah, I will but, say Rodriguez. He is robert rodriguez and i do respect the fact that like he has kind of been on the same beat his entire career even when the movies like aren't financially it kind of like m night in that way where it's like yeah although i i am kind of an m night Shyamalan apologist more so than robert rodriguez but both of them are like no no no. these are the movies that i want to make god damn it they look like this um... they feel like this they have similar beats but like i am self financing all these films so fuck off and i I respect it's the yeah, it's the Gen X Spike Lee to Kevin Smith to Robert Rodriguez, where this was like probably the best it ever was to be an indie filmmaker. And yeah. they all dipped their toe. Like, if you recall, Robert Rodriguez made The Faculty, and that was like a oh, studio yeah, film. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then he's like, all right, never again. Kevin Smith had a longer dip in the toe of studio films. Um, I would say Tarantino got away with being both, where they're like, yeah, we'll just give you all the money. Um, but yeah, Rodriguez has always been like from the beginning to ends, like I'd rather make what I want to make, um, versus have a lot of money. And that includes movies for my kids, such as shark boy and lava girl and spy kids. (laughs) Yeah. Um, like, and he kept doing it all the way to fucking hypnotic in other words, for better or for worse. And then every now and then he'll do a fucking book of Boba Fett. Or uh, a battle angel, yeah. Like he'll, he'll dip his toe Alita. into the yeah. system. Yeah. He'll he'll oh dip his God. toe and grab some money. Movie. Yeah, he'll grab some money and then he'll be like, "I'm gonna go make a movie I want to make." And he mostly does that. Slay. And yeah, you you kind of have to respect it, even if the movies aren't your favorite, you know. But yeah, I like I like a lot of his movies. I like I like most of his movies. Yeah, that I've seen. Yeah, and he he's really I love how like you know he's famously out of the directors guild because of Sin City because he was like no Frank Miller is basically the co-director, um, I'm not getting rid of his credit like he both oh, he doesn't right. I give a about that yeah he doesn't give a fuck this. about the studio system yeah Frank Miller is co-director of Sin City because Robert Rodriguez is essentially just stealing every frame of the comic, um, right. and Frank Miller was on set to make sure it is. And so they were like, you can't co-direct with him. He's not guild. And he was like, then I'm not guild. Like, that was essentially what happened. Um, awesome. Because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he just wants to make movies. Yeah, I really, I everybody... really respect that. Yeah, not everybody gets to do what he does, because obviously he has the money. Um, and he works out of, where is he? A town in Texas. I have a friend um, who's... Austin. Yeah, I have a friend who um, lived in the same... Well, a lot of people live in the same place, but she lived in the same neighborhood as him. And apparently her childhood swing set was stolen by the production. 
<laughs> to use in like a Spy Kids. Um, her parents gave it away, but she, you know, in her perspective, it was stolen yeah, by her spy, parents. I think it's like I think it's Spy Kids three. They're in Austin, like full blown, like the yeah. Texas state capital is in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to tell her story for her, but it was something along the lines of she came home and she was like, where's my fucking swing set? And they're like, oh, we gave it to like Robert Rodriguez. We gave it to Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, motherfucker. How did this transaction yeah. happen? He was he driving around and he's just like, oh, I Looking need that. Looking for swings? <laughs> but that makes sense. He makes the l- smallest budget films. Yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. sense yeah, for him to go. just go around and. Be like, hey, can I use this place Which in a movie? Which would be an extremely funny thing to come home and hear is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would really be... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Should, um, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Let's thank some producers. Let's do it. Uh, big old thank you to Deborah's Awesome, Barbara is Great, and Cancer Can Go to Hell. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus-driving vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Driftless Yelled Hype as he burst through a window. Sure did. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you you to Funky J Mostly Comes Out at Night. Mostly. Thank you you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank you you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Read issue two and keep sci-fi alive. Thank you so much. Thank you to James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Thank you. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Jay the Crow Baron. Ka! Ka. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank you. Thank you to Look Mom on a Podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mabel. Step on me. Step, Step on, me. on me. Thank you to Mackenzie. Thank Fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick. Chill. Thank you. <laughs> his brown face dick. <laughs> Fake tan <laughs> dick. Uh, his tan yeah. dick, yeah. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to Mr. Tell Your Wife how many Patreon subscriptions you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank you. Thank you to musical guest Rob Ritchie. Thank you. Thank you to no one can hear you scream in Space McNulty. Thanks. 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 All right. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah that's we are it. done. News stories. Um, <laughs> Drew, um, Drew Barrymore's okay. scabbing it up. Yeah, she's her and Bill Maher, but <laughs> it's Bill so Maher, funny. Yeah. I've seen some tweets, and they're I, I mean they're from like friends and stuff, and it's but I've seen people go like. Oh, cross Bill Maher off the list, and it's like I'm way ahead of you. Why was he like? Still oh, it turns out Bill Maher sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, no, he sucked. Like it's this I didn't even mention openly for decades. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I I had a short circuit, and I actually I had asked some more news people because at first I was like, didn't Conan do this too? And everybody loved him. But then I like talked it out and realized, okay, Conan paid his writers during the strike. That's one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a writer as well, and he was openly supporting it. And if Drew Barrymore wants to make it out of this, that's what she has to do, right? Like, if she wants to do this, pay her writers, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, while running this show, um, if she doesn't, if she can't afford to, then don't do it because it's gonna go real bad. Yeah, it's currently you know, uh, going real bad. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, Sorry. did you see the re- did you see the reports about like some audience members had like some WGA shirts on yeah, and people yeah. were, like you can't wear it like that is see what the on, fuck? I don't think Conan actually fi- I don't I guess he did film with a live audience but like I can't speculate on what Conan would have done um, or anybody else would have done but yeah it seems like the bare minimum thing you can do is at least allow some kind of acknowledgement into the i i don't know it it's it's weird i just like yeah i just um every time i come on hypecast i give somebody grace 
that ultimately doesn't deserve it and I wind up <laughs> my my take almost immediately is bad like as soon as I finish recording this but this is like the Drew Barrymore show coming back Jennifer Hudson coming back even Bill Maher who I do not like I just think like I, I kind of feel a little bit for them because I feel like and it's not just them it's the producers it's the show itself I bet it's like either the show is coming back or it's never coming back like yeah. I think we're now at that point of the right. strike where I think people are going to be having to it's going to be much more difficult to say no um, I still don't know if like this is the right move to come back. That's if you're the gonna, thing. Yeah, but if you're gonna come back, like I remember when, because I remember that I was back in the states at this time. My military career had ended during the <laughs> 2007 writer strike. I remember, right. I remember that because Conan and other late night talk shows or anybody that was still on TV, that's all anyone talked about. Yeah, I mean, we had this discussion for this show because obviously we don't have any legal obligation to go on strike. We're not in SAG or WGA, but it's like, how do you do a show where you're like talking about the latest movie stuff um, during the strike yeah. and you kind of have to never not talk about it? Um, and you have to like you have to because like obviously we support it, but obviously there's also these gray areas. Right. And so like. Conan O'Brien, for example, had to exist in that gray area and he knew he had to do it a certain way. Bill Maher, his message, and again, I do not like Bill Maher. Can't stress that enough. Yeah. Um, his message was trying to do that where he says in his message, like, the show won't be as good without the writers. We're acknowledging that, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's this idea of like, yeah, listen, we have to, we have entire people with families and stuff that we have to pay. Um, we have to come back, you know, and it's, you know, me and Tom, we got, we got to keep doing podcasts. Um, this is what we do. So how do you do it? And it's like, if Bill Maher said, I'm going to come back and all I'm going to do is talk about the strike. Uh, it'd be like, I don't like you, Bill Maher, but that's probably the best way to do it. Right. right. Same with Drew Barrymore, where if Drew Barrymore says like, listen, I'm coming back every week or every show, we'll have at least a segment where we acknowledge the strike and we, we, we support them. We put up like, oh, to support them, here's the links. Like if she did that, I think it would go down a lot easier, right? But then this stuff about taking the WGA pins off of people, yeah, like yeah. leaning into the opposite. Bill Maher's the, the same. Yeah. yeah, Bill Maher publicly was saying, like being talking about the writer's strike being, oh, they're being whiny. Like, and it's like, you know, like you, you, can, ha you can do this a good way and they're not doing yeah. it a good way. Yeah. Also, Bill uh, Maher has like a $55 million contract with HBO. So. Yeah, no, and fuck, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, like, uh, absolutely scumbag. fuck him. He can give his writers money. <laughs> yeah, he sure Pay could. Yeah, writers I, I will to also be on say, strike, Drew Barrymore, sweetheart, you're a Barrymore. Talk about you could afford <laughs> yeah. to just like was, out of yeah, pocket was, pay your crew and everyone that's working on your show. So maybe they're out of work, but they're not going hungry. Fuck. I was going to say, Drew Barrymore, I was like, I'm less sure about her finances, but I'm pretty sure she could afford it, right? Because it, it's hard, because it's like, if someone, you know, if someone tells you, you need to pay your writers, it's like, no, the studios need to pay them, right? But like, yeah. that's what this is about. Like, there's, they're doing that celebrity auction, where you can have like, Lena Dunham paint a mural. Did you see that? No. Oh, oh my There's God! An eBay and auction all of the where jokes you you can have so um, lunch. Yeah, you can have lunch with fucking Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. They're auctioning little celebrity experiences to give, I believe, to SAG. Um, I think it's, so the, it's, a, uh, it's a, the entertainer. Yeah, it's the Entertainment Community Fund. I think is the official 
um, oh, okay. charitable. It's the one that like Spielberg is putting a million dollars into, and I think it's become the primary resource for people to stay alive during this time. Yeah, it's oh man, I want to hold on. I I'm I'm, no, I'm getting of, it up because yeah, one of them was uh, them... do a the New York Times Sunday crossword with Natasha Leone. Yep, and I was like, <laughs> I don't That's need good. help. Thank you, Natasha. <laughs> oh, this is the one. This is the one that I wish I had money for. Watercolor portrait of your dog by John Lithgow. Oh, and I was hell like, yeah. I will pay. Yeah, it's up to four thousand um, dollars. Some of the, like that's what I love is some of them are really putting themselves out there. Yeah. The Bob Odenkirk, David Cross having dinner. It's like that could go really wrong for you. Um, and then I respect like Sarah Silverman is just like Zoom conversation, yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's that's the arm's length I would normally expect, and I I respect that as well. Sure. Um, but it's, uh, I don't know, it, it, that's, it makes, like, that's a good way for these people because it's been talked about a million times, which is that, like, most people in SAG aren't rich celebrities, like right. 80% the overwhelming of overwhelming majority, yeah. Yeah. And so it's really sweet of these people to do what they can because they should, like, we should live in a world where rich people don't have to help out, right? Yeah. Where people are handled by our government. Um, but because we're not in that world, it's nice when rich people actually do something. Yeah. Um, and so, like, this is, uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is all to say that, like, fucking um, pay your writers, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, just pay people. Yeah, and you know, and yeah. it's so stupid. Like, all just... this discourse is being drummed up about, like, what is scab and what is not scabbing and what can celebrities do and what they can't do. And, like, really, it just boils down to, like, like five people just need to say, all right, I guess we can afford it. You know, yeah, like, I guess yeah. we can take slightly get, less millions. Yeah. The motherfucking program. Oh my God. Dave, Bob Iger. I mean, that's been a name that's been around, but this David Zaslav guy. Yeah. Christ he, almighty. He has he not made like said $250 million dollars in 2021. Yeah. He has not said would... one thing publicly that is like even remotely logical, intelligent, or like, what and and can I just ask whatever happened to public relations? Do you people not have a PR person in they your office? They don't care. They don't care. Yeah, they don't care. I, I think it's because the way movies have gone with all the Marvel of it all, all the superhero is that I think they and I don't think this is true, but I think this is what they got, which is like, oh, they'll take any shit we shove. Right, right. the brand. If it's they'll on take the brand. brand, yeah. And I think what they're learning is that that only went for so long because most of most. Of the people are not on their side. Um, there are weird, like, my God. So David Simon, bless his heart. Bless his shitty little heart. Um, I would kill to have him just in a room with Zasloff just to hear David Simon just go off. He's been bra brawling people on Twitter. And, like, I saw an account he was brawling with that's literally called, the hashtag is enemy of the left. And they're posing oh, as brother. a WJ negotiator. And like there, it's the weirdest thing where it's like, what a sad life you'd have to be like there. The, the entire account is just about how writers don't deserve money. And it's like, why are there people like this? I assume he's just like a stooge for a, or they're a stooge for a studio, but it's wild. Like because of the way Twitter now works where the sure. shit floats to the top where you see these little lives where you're like, so you just, you just love rich people. Yeah. I saw <laughs> your I whole personality. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Like, what is happening to you? What happened to your fucking life that you're doing this, spending time doing yeah, this? Yeah, I saw wild. one of those, like, so far left, they've actually gone right kind of accounts that had some tweet that was like, well, all the, like, basically the only way to make it in this industry is through nepotism, so I don't feel sorry for any of these union members. But right. And it's like, uh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's so weird how there's still these weirdos who are like, yay, corporations. I love corporations. Yeah, it's what punk a, rock to what love a corporations. weird thing to be a stan of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you go, Bill Maher. Yeah, fuck your employees. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing with your life? Um, anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, uh, they just voted, the, the Marvel CGI VFX people just voted to you. Yeah, I saw that. that fucking awesome i think that's the other thing amptp yeah. is forgetting the the less people are working the more people are unionizing because oh, now yeah. it's the, and i want the pa the production assistants of america this is your opportunity now unionize please assistance we in this industry that, need a um, union yeah it's the marvel it's the avengers meme ironically Actually, it's the, yeah. you know on your left let's put all the things that's what's happening people are yeah they're sick of it Anyway, right, a Murder, so. She Wrote movie yeah. is coming. Murder, She Wrote movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I fucking I mean, love Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> yeah, my, my thought was like, sure. Yeah, who cares? Fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're commissioned by Universal. I, I wanna, It's the uh, writers of Dumb Money, I should say. We're commissioned by Universal. Uh, I assume they're not writing it anytime soon. I think they just in an interview was like, yeah, we're making that. Hmm. <laughs> That's all we know. So. Totally. Uh, it's but we don't know anything else. The, the reason I love Murder She Wrote is because of Angela Lansbury, though. So like, yeah, who are they gonna get? Are you gonna, I don't are know. You gonna put in that show, man? I don't know. Oh, it'll I be um, like, who's Fleabag? Um, what's her ass? I bet she's like oh, on the list. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah. They're right? referencing Ryan Johnson in this article, right? And I would, I would say like the reason Knives Out and um, uh, yeah, the the fucking. Natasha Leone film poker poker face not not film series show it's because it's original stuff so it's like I don't know if you need it to be called murder she wrote but at the same time if you just call it that and make it its own thing it's kind of like when we're talking about how um Coogler is rebooting x-files it's like well that's Mulder and Scully that's why I love that and if you don't have them you need to start from scratch yeah you need to find a new reason for us to love this show like essentially in, invented a whole new show yeah, and much. then just have it be like, oh yeah, and it's part of the X-Files. Um, or the Murder, She because, Wrote Files. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there's an entire series called Star Trek that does this, or successfully did it for a while, right? They still got a lot of shit, like Voyager, DS9, even TNG got a lot of bad like, you know, fan reaction right away. But you can do this. You can mm -hmm. do a banner. I don't know if Murder, She Wrote is going to be it, but... I don't <laughs> what know. if it's a Star Trek show? Yeah. <laughs> murder, She Wrote, The Next Generation. Jessica Fletcher mm -hmm. solving murders in space. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. She's got to go to space. She better. She fucking better. Um, any other thoughts? Should we move on? Yeah, we should move on. Move on. Let's thank some more producers then. A uh, big old sloppy thank you to Norm from Cheers. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you to Pete Bagel. Thank you. Thank you to Numino, Ultra Microscopic Silico, Volcano, Coniosis, Anti-Disestablishmentarianism, Jones. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you to pre-order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. Pre-orders are super important. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you to RevMD. Thank you. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you so much. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you. Thank you to Sorry Cop, world's most laughable centrist. Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thank you so much. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with patrons at midnight. Thank you. Let me jump in here. Thank yeah. you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to the producer formerly known as the Ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank, thank you. Thank you to the 2B Terror Bunny says, support workers, egg David Zaslav. Yes, thank you. Egg his big head. Thank you to yeah. these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Target Doors Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Tip. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent with a Y. Thank you. Thank you to Why Don't You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Thank you. Thank you to your mom. Thank you. And thank you to Zzz because Pie Guy liked being last. Oh, yeah. Oh, All yes. right. Dave, Let's go play Baldur's Gate. Dave, We're one, done. one final thing before you can mm. return to the to, to Faerun. I'm going to the fucking, I'm going to the mountain thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in act two. Yeah, I'm almost there. You, yeah, I know. And you'll get back to it soon. How to get the tadpoles out. You got you to rip them out of your brain. But there's there's just one one last little thing that, that I need to know. Um, yeah. Do you have a movie that deserves more hype? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, I do. Magnificent bastard. I had this was actually a tough week, and um, uh, saying that makes it sound like this is not going to be like hype enough. It is. It's just so early that I if normally I would let this simmer so I could wait for reviews, uh, but there are no reviews yet. It's just coming out in in um, festivals. It's called The Chapel. Uh, it is from the director of Piggy, another film we covered. Piggy was about. Um, it looked really interesting. It was it was foreign language. Um, it was about um, a young woman who gets made fun of because of her weight and her bullies are essentially attacked by like a Texas chainsaw type. And the trailer kind of leaves it as like, is she going to even help them? And that's what that um, movie was. And it looked really gritty and weird. Um, this is the same director, this woman who, um, fuck, what's her name? Um, Carol, Carolotta per- Peretta. I think I just said it right. Um, and this is around a, a young girl. It like. Yeah, it's about a young girl who's seeking out a medium um, uh, who's apparently... Oh, to, to co- communicate the, to the spirit of a little girl in this chapel, she um, meets this other woman who wants to contact, I believe, her mother. Um, and that's pretty much all I know. It was described as a fantastic fable that navigates between past and present. Um, real world and the paranormal um it's just like piggy looked so strong and it's gotten good reviews uh and this looks really fucking strong and creepy uh and it's just this trailer it's on vimeo the chapel which is i believe a few films called that so i would do the chapel and then the 2023 or this director what do you guys think of this trailer I was pretty enthralled. I I thought it looked very interesting. I like that the it was like less of a trailer, more of a pure teaser. Like it was just the right yeah. amount to like know. Okay, so this is like what kind of movie this is, but still a lot of questions. Exactly. That's why I'm like, like I wish I had more time with this. I wish I had a review. It looks it looks real creepy. It looks real fucking creepy. Uh, yeah. And. Yeah. I'm into if you it. watched Piggy, you probably would know whether or not you want to see this. Mm. 
but it does, it looks like I I don't know I love a good supernatural ghost movie, um, and the thing about that genre is it's it's kind of a lot of trash you know, or like a sure. lot of mid films. So when I see one that looks genuinely like ooh this is gonna be good and creepy, I'm jumping on it, and that's what this looks like to me. Yeah, yeah, it I looks, like uh, I really like the look of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that was just about to say it looks like really confidently made. Looks like either a decent size, but like high production value. It definitely looked good. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I hope it's good. But yeah, you're right. Wreck. They really don't. They really don't show you much at all in the trailer. It's it's just enough no. to get the vibe of the movie, and it it feels pretty bleak. Um, it looks good though. Yeah. Like uh, it's weird to say. So like, like when you look at like when like the trailer for the nun comes out, you can kind of tell what that's going to be, right? And one of the ways to tell is like the color, um, the color grading mm. is it's like, it's always too blue, right? It right. always just looks like they're like, put the horror filter on it. This doesn't have the yeah. horror filter. Put the spooky filter on. Exactly. Like this looks like it's shot really beautifully just from the trailer. Um, and it doesn't look like generic horror, you know, like it doesn't have that vibe. It looks like a very weird, interesting horror film. It's just right now there's, not much to go by so i don't know check out the trailer on vimeo right now and i keep saying that because i couldn't find it on youtube so if you see a trailer on youtube it's probably not this um unless it came out but check it out yeah give it a watch i guess i still gotta watch piggy that trailer was really good Every time it's on my watch list. Every time yeah, I yeah. Fit, look at it, I do like big breath, and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, it's tonight the night." Today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's tonight the night. I'm gonna watch Biggie. <laughs> it looks intense. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a lot. It does. Yeah. Oh man. And I'm little baby. Well, guys, that's a sewed. We've done it. Woo! Oh, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you yes, thank for introducing you. me to all these films I did not know exist whatsoever. I have so many new movies to watch. Absolutely. Oh Wait. shit! You have stuff to plug. Did we not ask you at the beginning? Oh, I think we forgot. Oh, if plugs. I want to plug something, son of a yeah, hit your, son hit of a bitch. We, we 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 try to. We've been asking at the beginning, and I apologize. No, no, no. That's okay. Um, uh, definitely, everyone has listened all the way to this point, so uh, no worries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody shut this off. No one shut this <laughs> shit off. Not for a second. Yeah, I'm over at the Small Beans Network, so I've got three pod- podcasts over there with Bridget Greenberg. Actually, if you just Hell follow yeah. me on Instagram at Sarah Griffith, um, I post about everything there. Also, if anyone's a baseball fan, I started making TikToks about baseball, and they've really taken huh. off, and people seem to really care. So uh, that's me <laughs> on TikTok at SK underscore Griffith. That's the same thing as my Twitter handle. And um, I do a live trivia show there, actually, called Meatball Trivia. Every Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, I write trivia questions. Ooh. It's nine innings of trivia, three questions each, like uh, one, two, three baseball? strikes. It's not all baseball-oriented. I do have, like, a couple of categories usually that are baseball, but then a right. lot of it is, like, general knowledge, pop culture, just kind of, like, Whatever I'm feeling. Honestly, I write the questions based on how the last week went. So last week, oh my God, I don't know. I did one category that was just such a flop. Like no one knew what I was talking about. So like whatever that category was, I'll probably won't go back to that. So um, if you are there, if you are playing trivia and you're crushing like, I don't know, NFL players from the eight. That's not a category I would ever do, but you know, I, I it's 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 fun. It's fun. It's live. It's live-hearted. There's like no real Hell point yeah. system. It's just 
you know, something do. So, yeah, check that out. All right. Cool. I love people describing TikTok because it's everybody is like, I guess that's working. Like, I'm yeah. doing this I'm thing and people you, seem. I'm telling you, I made a series. It was like, you may have seen it on Twitter, but it was like, these are baseball players that I think have names that sound like Star Wars characters. Like Mookie <laughs> yeah, Betts, Cal Raleigh, um, Levis Basabe. Like, there's just some players that I'm like, these names fucking rule. They totally sound like a galaxy far, far away. That video got over a million views. ESPN wanted to use it. It was like, wow. it made it on the way to some baseball broadcast. And then I got a notification from TikTok that was like, do you want to monetize this content? And I was like, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, please ask me that earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, actually, fuck yeah. So, yeah, technically it is a, yeah, but it's mostly just me talking about the AL West. Um, it's very niche yep. kind of stuff, but people eat. I'm like, I was like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I have no one to talk to about this, so I'm just going to post it online and see who gives a shit. And as it turns out, a lot of people do. So, um, if you give a shit as well, check me out. I don't know. We could talk ball. <laughs> <laughs> talk ball ball's life baby right. um <laughs> we um what do we do tom we have a we have a patreon we do yeah patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed g-a-m-e-f-u-l-o-y unemployed just look at like what this podcast is under the company and then just do that as a patreon um and uh, for $5 a month, you get access to our other exclusive podcasts. Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Fox Moore is a Maniac, Star Trek, The Next Futurama, Spielboys, all on there. Every Friday night, we watch movies. We will be watching uh, both Probably The Underworld and The Blades and Rundown, at some point. I'm sure. And Rundown, yeah. So check that out, pretty please. Maybe we'll watch Secondhand Lions. Who knows? Yeah, fuck it. Um, we also have a store. Head over to GameFleetUnemployed.com. You'll find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your secondhand peepers onto those. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. All right. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.